It's the Greg and Dan Show podcast. Rolling. And I am Kelch. That's not the saddest rolling we've done in four years. You all right? Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Just rolling. If I have to. Rolling. If I have to say it, I'll say it. Rolling. He's Kelch. I'm Greg. Well, That's Dan. I'm reflecting the weather. Oh, it's a rainy day in Georgia today. Yeah. yeah. Man, do I love that song. Rainy Night in Georgia yeah. is a great song. And then, and then when he says the line, it feels like it's raining all over the world. Is what a great line! Mm-hmm. If you're a musician, which you are, and you are too, Danny, but I mean, songwriting kind of person, and then you write a song and you write a line like that, that well, that's a good line. You think to yourself, that's a good line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you, I meant to ask this of recently we interviewed Jim Messina, and I never got to this interview question. When you write a song, and it's a great song, and you and you, do you know it? Do you go this song is? Out. When you write, uh, when you write "Stairway to Heaven," yeah, do you go, "Holy crud! Look what I just did! I cannot this wait to great flesh this out." <laughs> um, or is it so mechanical because it's it's what you do for a living and it's who you are as God's creation and all that stuff that you just go, "Okay, this is another one." Oh, I'm kind of surprised that one was so popular. You know what I mean? Well, Paul Simon said when he wrote "Bridge Over Troubled Waters," yeah. he's like, "That's a song." Yeah, I, I I like hearing that. I yeah. like I like I think, to think that you know it. Yeah, I think it kind of goes back and forth. Uh, there are some artists that are very much surprised, and then there are some that they just know, right? And I actually think some of the greatest songs on a maybe a specific artist level with their fans mm-hmm. that their fans you know just cherish a certain song of theirs. They might not recognize that right away until they put it out there, and then they recognize, oh, wait, it is a good song. Our fans are just devouring it, right? Mm -hmm. And I I really love hearing stories of very popular songs that were barely ever included on an album. Well, you know, the the, the, Dan and I's favorite is One Took Over the Line. Do you know that song at all? I know the song, but... One Took Over the Line. Uh, They had an album. Mm -hmm. They needed one more song. And for years... They, uh, uh, the one guy would kid the other guy because he'd get high during their shows and he'd start getting sloppy if he got a little too high. And so, what were their names, Danny? I can't remember. Um, something and something. Yeah. Right. Anyway, regardless. Uh, the Brewer Brown. No, uh, I'll get it in a minute. But, but regardless, uh, so the one guy would say to the guy that was too high, dude, 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 your one took over the line, man. And he's, oh, sorry, I won't do it next time. And so they wrote a what they thought was a throwaway homage to themselves Mm -hmm. and something stupid and funny. It was the only hit they ever had. They (laughs) never had a hit beyond that song. Ashley and Brewer or something like that? Yeah, it is something like that. It is something like Ashley and Brewer. Well, so I'm reading about The Godfather, 50 Years of The Godfather, and they were interviewing the cast, and there's the scene where they kill the guy out on the highway, and the guy that they killed, I think it was Pauly, uh, is laying there with fake blood over the steering wheel. And that's when Clemenza, uh, the guy playing Clem- uh, Clemenza, ad-libs the line, leave the gun, take the cannoli. 
He ad-libbed it. He ad-libbed it. And the guy's like, I'm hunched over here. He goes, I had to not laugh. (laughs) And he goes, it was just a throwaway line that's one of the iconic lines in all all the movies. In all of movies. In all of movies, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brewer and Shipley. Brewer and Shipley. I don't know which guy got too high, but Brewer and Shipley was the guy. (laughs) Uh, And and if I may, I've been boring you guys off here. with. I've been listening to an interview with Jeff Foxworthy. And he talks about how uh, he... He still does this. He did a Netflix special recently, and so he wanted to try out some new material. By the way, sidebar, interesting note. When he was at the height of You Might Be a Redneck stuff, yeah, he said, in an hour show, I would only do that. I never did it more than five minutes. And he goes, and I only did it for four years of my 38-year career. But it's what everybody remembers because it's easy, and they write their own jokes. And they send them to me all the time, but that's not the point. Okay, so he's trying to figure out new jokes for this thing, and he'll go to these little clubs, Danny, like a 100-person pers- uh, club, and he'll have three boxes on the stage. One is the gold box, one is the silver box, and one is the honorable mention box. And he literally has his jokes written on cards, three-by-five cards, and he'll try, he tells the audience what he's doing. I'm trying them out. So he tells the joke based on their reaction. If it's a big laugh, it goes in the gold box. Uh, a chuckle goes in the silver box. If it bombs, it goes in the honorable mention box, right? <laughs> he said, but to this day, if you were to ask me to predict which ones go in which box, I would miss most of them. He goes, you, you, you never, you just you don't never know. know. Oh, you yeah. just don't know. It's the audience that night. It's all yes. kinds of things. And if you've ever happen. done stand up, you know, you have a line that's killer and nobody laughs and you feel like going, Oh, come on. Do I got to <laughs> explain the joke? Right, right, right. But that's the beauty of art. Art. It's the know? beauty yeah. of art. It's all yes. of that stuff, man. It's crazy. That's something that fascinates me so much. One hit wonders. Yeah. Right. The the fact that an artist and some of the biggest songs of all time are by artists deemed one hit wonders. Yeah. yeah. And that to me is just mind blowing that you could have one hit that was so good, but everything else you ever put your heart and soul nah, into. We don't like it that much. Sucks. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it doesn't even mean it sucks. It just mean it didn't resonate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, and, you know. and and you'll have artists who are one hit wonders or two hit wonders. And they'll go, I didn't even like that song. I know. Yeah. Or it was a joke, right? right. Yeah. Well, the, or, the one talk was exactly, a joke. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or it's, uh, it was literally uh, something we put together last minute. Or we had to, we had our quota, because especially in the record industry, uh, with each contract for an album, you have a quota you have to make for how many songs. And there are some bands that will have these many songs, and, well, we need one more. So they put together something they put at the bottom of the album or whatever. Yeah, that's no, crazy. And, yeah, that's and, crazy. and it's it's crazy. And, and sometimes uh, you have have the artists that get big off of maybe a, only the live version of a song, but not the actual not the studio actual version. Studio, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's fun. I love talking about it. Yeah, I, lo- I love hearing a line like it's raining all over the world. Actually, uh, that man who sings that song says it's raining all over the world. He throws like an almost an I in that. He, mm-hmm. The way he pronounces world, oiled. That, that, that kills me. That's I love cool. it. It's the coolest thing. All right, what do we got? All right. What Welcome was, to the show. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. What was your first vehicle? I uh, am your vehicle, baby. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. I had uh, the first vehicle that was mine was an AMC uh, Red Pacer that looked like a pregnant tomato. Yep. 
Uh, the because it was mostly windows, it would get over 400 degrees inside the car. Uh, it took me 15 minutes to wash the car and about two hours to do the windows. And uh, you could bake bread in there. You could uh, you could grow, you could grow plants. Grow in the plants, back. sure, yeah. absolutely. You could you could make bread. Take it to where you got to go in twenty minutes, and it'll be done by the time you get there. What was your uh, what year was that, Danny? Do you know? Boy, seventy. No, was the model a seven? The, the, was I it, don't it, remember it wasn't the model. New, though, right. All I remember because you you were a red one was the precursor to the Garcia's Pizzas flying tomato brothers cars. Yeah. The Garcia's Pizza chain started at U of I and then went around the Midwest at college towns. And their delivery vehicles was the red pacer that they put a stem on top because it did look like a tomato. It oh, looked like it a tomato. was the ugliest car it was ever made. Ugly, yeah. I had a, a golden Camaro that was my brother's car, hand-me-down car. Nice. Yeah. What about you? Uh, 2003 Ford Taurus. I said Camaro. I meant Firebird. Sorry. That's a good car. Taurus is oh, a solid Taurus car. Oh, Taurus is a solid yeah. car, yeah. yeah. This is a nice car. I mean, it got me to and fro, and that's what yeah. mattered. Let me tell you about how cool my Firebird. I don't know why I say Camaro. I've never owned a Camaro. Firebird. But they were the same kind of car. They were just yeah. two different body styles. Basically the same car. Uh, uh, so I wanted to be cool. This is 1976. Yeah. I wanted to be cool. So I, I cut up uh, a black bathroom rug, and I put it in my back window. So it was all fuzzy back there. And then I took uh, another piece of black bathroom rug and I glued it to the console. So my car had some fuzzy on the inside. It was it was glorious. And it was stupid because I didn't do a good job. It just it looked dumb. I was like, why is a carpet glued to the side of your console, dude? Was, but to me, it was the coolest. I loved it. I loved it was it. like so, decorating a college dorm. Yeah, it was yeah. very it makes sense. Yeah, but, it doesn't always make sense. But it, uh, at, at the it's time, cool I, to you. I thought it was cool. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: um, having the red pacer toughened me up to uh, not caring what other people say about you. Because <laughs> if you can get through that yeah, when you're young, you're taking a lot of heat with that one. Oh yeah, sure. yeah, even yeah. Did you love cars when you were a kid? I liked Hot Wheels. <laughs> All right, Danny. I'm talking about like real cars. Danny, did you love cars? Um, no, there are many things in life that my friends grew up guys loving mm -hmm. that I just looked at as uh, utilitarian. It's another thing. Yep. Yeah. My, I I, point I grew, A, point B, just yeah, don't break yeah. it. I grew up loving them, and I know it was because of my dad. My dad loved cars. Mm. My dad was he just he just adored his vehicles. He he washed them all the time. He waxed them all the time. He, he it was part of an extension of his his image and his demeanor and his ego and all of those things. So I grew up in a family, and my big brother Ed same way. My brother Danny not so much. It was just part of who I was. I think at the time, and then I got older, and then and then when you start having little kids. And little kids destroy the inside of your car. Oh, yeah. They pretty much, you're done. You know, it's like I don't care anymore. Yeah, I'm kind of back to caring a little bit. Although I love my Jeep that I drive, but it's not immaculate. It's mm -hmm. I had to to just vacuum out yesterday underneath the back seat a big pile of straw that dates back to Christmas. <laughs> Here it is, the end of March. I had some. I I carried some straw in the back of my Jeep to decorate for Christmas on my front porch. And some of it got down under the seat, and I'd see it every day, and I was like, I don't care. 
And then finally I got it out of there just like two days ago. Two days I ago. I had something like that. <laughs> it's uh, going on six months. It's a bag of probably 15 old batteries, A and Ds, yeah, just, that have come loose and they're rolling around. I'm like, i got to recycle that one of these days. I don't want to throw it out. I, if, if, I Don't roll your car. Because if you roll your car and they pelt you, yeah. you're going to have all these little marks on <laughs> yeah. you. And, what the, and the EMT guys are going to go, what what's go, what happened in here? Uh, batteries. Bad batteries. batteries. <laughs> I meant to throw them away a while ago. No, I want to recycle them. Uh, that's one of my things. I, well, take it to the battery store. Yeah, I know, but it, I'm never kind of buying oh, there. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. The uh, the uh, part of, okay, now we've hit on something that's always been kind of a pet peeve of mine because I had a friend of mine whose father had this happen to him. His father sold tires, yeah. right? So he worked for Goodyear, I think. And he didn't carry tires in his car, but he carried a big sample case. Uh, and so you'd open the sample case and there'd be pieces of tires. So you could see the tread and things right. like that. And it was very heavy. And his father would place it in the back seat. One day, his father had a traffic accident and rolled the car. Oh. He was wearing his seatbelt, but the sample case almost killed him. Yeah. It's like putting, uh, putting a rock in a dryer. Yeah. And so it tumbled, and it just beat him to death. I mean, not to death, but close. It almost took him out. And so I think about what's loose in the back of your oh, car. That, yeah. yeah, it's bad. Toolboxes, yeah, all kinds of things. Or sixteen-year-olds uh, who aren't belted in. Yes, or dogs, big old dog yeah. running around the back seat. Dog weights forty pounds is going to hurt you. That is, yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of people right, and cars, yeah, okay. And how people keep their cars immaculate. Mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of commercials now. I like empty spaces, so my house is getting a little cleaner, but there's still too, way too much clutter. Okay. But I see houses on commercials, and I'm like, nobody's house is that clean. I agree. It's it's irritating. It is. Nobody's house looks like that. Yeah. And if you do look like that, you're not living there. No. I mean, I mean, you're not living there. Right. You might be in that space, but you're not doing anything. No. You know, do something. Well, okay. If we're, if we're getting into this conversation, going into pet peeves. Uh, oh, not, we not, are pet peeving. Not only is it the look of a house with commercials and especially with Hollywood, but it goes with relationships. It goes with in the whole fairy tale, you know, happy endings and, and it goes just with how life is depicted a lot. Like, yeah, perfect. It's like, come on. It's not, that's not no. it, you know? No. No. And exactly like a house is never perfect. There's no such thing. Uh, there's always going to be something that's so those couples who go, we sit and talk and make every decision together. I'm like, no, you don't. You're lying. <laughs> My, my mom had a sign in her house all of the years I knew her that said, my house is clean enough to be healthy and dirty enough to be happy. Mm. No, that's a pretty good I like one. that. That's a pretty good one. There's, a, a, there's a balance. You that keep is it a great yeah. life motto. Yeah. I am <laughs> clean I, I, enough to be healthy. And dirty enough to be happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you were just talking about yourself, that'd be, look, I'm clean enough well, to be healthy. They I'm should dirty, have you the know. same sign <laughs> for <laughs> marriage. <laughs> Yeah. We get along once in a while, which is pretty good. Yeah, which isn't bad. It's not bad. <laughs> Go for 70%. Yeah. That's pretty smart of you, uh, Caleb, as a young man. I don't think I learned that lesson for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And I still have trouble with it sometimes, you know? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm always great uh, at recognizing that, but I, I do like to think of myself as being a very observant person, and I, I do personally believe that. Uh, <laughs> with a lot of the things that go on in, in society around us, there are a lot of those, I guess, 
niches of sorts that are just wrong. No, well, or, or yeah, not appears what they are. Well, like if you go to somebody's house and their garage is perfect and they got the tools with the drawing around them, you immediately think, I bet they're a serial killer. Exactly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> a couple of things that I have on that subject. One is marketing people. Uh, there's no way a marketing company is going to market, let's say they're marketing orange juice. They're not going to show you a kitchen that looks like chaos to sell the oranges because we have that other part of us is like, oh, gross. I'm not going to do that. Exactly. So we, we realize the lie, mm-hmm. but we demand the lie. All right, moving on. Kay. What is a piece of technology you wish you owned? There's one that I am glad I don't own. I never have wanted. Don't ever buy me. I don't want it. A snowblower. Yeah. I don't want one. I, it's, you don't it, want one. I don't want one. I, I can't imagine a scenario. Take it off my Christmas Yeah, I can't system. imagine a scenario <laughs> where I would change my mind on that. I don't want one. Uh, it would just be in my way. Another thing to add to all the things that we just talked about. Another piece of technology I do not want. Um, I do or, not want a bidet. No. Okay. I don't want a bidet. A lot of people are doing that these days. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Knock yourself out. I don't want that. Danny? What about one that you do want to own? A bidet. A bidet that also is a snowblower. You do want to own this? Yes, I want to own a bidet that is a combination bidet snowblower. But you don't want to own this Not separately. separately. I don't want them separately. <laughs> so while you sit there, uh, yeah. it is also... <laughs> blowing snow. Blowing snow. Yeah, you know where it's blowing. So you're, yeah. you're sitting yeah. there yeah. Uh, in the driveway yeah, going, yeah, yeah. This is great. Uh, what, uh, what, Danny, I want to know the technology you don't want. Well, I know a technology Dan would like to give back, cell phones. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There's not much. I, I mean, I want another TV. I got one. I got another one. I got another one. I got another one. Yeah. I don't want the refrigerator that tells me what we need to get from the store. No. That, mm-hmm. that connected, that smart, t- uh, smart yes. refrigerator. I don't want that. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't need that. Who cares? I don't, I don't want care. connected anything. Well, yeah. If a, if a fridge is speaking to me, what's going on? Ooh, I got another one. I got another <laughs> yeah. one. I got another one. We had it, and we hated it. I don't want one of those cool looking. They look cool. I don't want a front load washing machine. Mm-hmm. We had one. Hated it. Yeah. We hated it. It's all, It's awkward. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like, in there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a go in the top. See, mine's the front load. No, I, I kind of like I don't, it. I don't, I don't no, no, it. I like the top. I, I like the big it. door. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, the big door. There's something, something cool satisfying about, that. about no, the. They look cool. The open doors where yeah. you can like see through them. Right, right. Because you think you're at the laundromat. And yeah. You go get a pack of smokes out of the machine. Yeah. Sit there and talk to Danny. Hey, yeah. Dan, how's it going? Pretty good. All right, back to you. What What do you not want? Uh, well, okay, something that uh, I do want to own i suppose well, well you can't change the question well, the question itself was do you want to own technically you well you the question no, that's not what you asked roll the tape back <laughs> no you he said did. what he goes, technology what do you t- not want to own i said do i do you wish do. you own yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're the one who changed did the I change question? it? yeah <laughs> Are yeah, you a hundred percent sure? I am. I am a hundred percent sure I because like, I wrote the question. Well, that doesn't mean anything. I feel like we should roll the tape back. No, I, think I you I, asked it was, what you do don't you wish. Want. Are you glad you don't own? All right, never mind. Back to you, Steve. I would I like didn't say the word glad. 
I would like um, a water heater that would be instantaneously hot. Yeah. Mm. Or a water heater that would never need replacing. Yeah. Ever. Now that. Ever. <laughs> ever. I just had a about a month battle with my water heater. Did you win? But I got a new one for free. Oh, that's nice. Under warranty. That's nice. 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 Uh, oh, for... your old one was under warranty? Yeah. Really? It was nice. only six months old. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, I would have to go as an audio nerd. Um, there's a specific uh, sort of board that I really want. Um, it's for DJing because I DJ on the sides. Uh, on the sides. On the side. Is that the name of your uh, is that DJ your DJ on name? the side. I'm DJ on the sides. <laughs> That's a good one. That's, That's a good pretty one. good, yeah. Pretty good. I wish. What's your no. name, DJ on the sides? Yeah, yeah. When do you play it? When do you do your thing? Well, on the sides. On the sides. <laughs> uh, so it's a special mixing board, whatever. Yeah, a special mixing yeah. board that I, I really want. Um, that's probably the technology that I want the most. What? Other than that, I'm I'm not a picky person. I don't oh. really want a lot of things. An so. electronic drum set. Oh, there you Ooh, go. You know what else I'd like now? These days, speaking of music, yeah. I, I think I uh, I want to go back in and get a nice turntable. Huh? Yes. Because I got lots of records I never listened yes. to. I haven't had a turntable in 20 years. Uh, I want to go back to your DJ business. Okay. When you DJ, uh, do you uh, um, uh, tell me about that? You you mix and and and, and uh, DJ. You DJ as in DJ, not as in radio DJ, as in club DJ or event DJ, as event in dance, as in a, a dance DJ. You're up there. You're mixing and you're doing a lot of that kind of stuff. You like scratching, doing a lot of scratching. We don't really do a lot of you, scratching. You don't do but, scratching. No. no, I have before, but we don't. This is my this is my daughter's favorite joke. My daughter has a friend who's a DJ. Do you know what his friend, what his name is? No, Eric. Eric. See, it's a Eric. She does it way better than me. I That's think good. Uh, That's a pretty good joke. He should be hot CK. Hot CK. Uh, hot C Hot C C. Yeah, hot C CK. Hot CK. Yeah, hot CK. That's not bad. Uh, I'm fascinated by that, and I want to introduce you to a guy that I know who does has been doing that for like twenty some years. That's awesome. Uh, and in fact, I think he's been on this program. I don't want to say his name on this podcast mm-hmm. uh, without talking to him first. I think I don't think you've actually physically met him, but you need to hook up with him because he has got the coolest setup. I, I don't know what your setup's like, so mm-hmm. I'm only speaking to what I've seen. He has the coolest setup I've ever seen, and I think he has somewhere like 5,000 pieces of vinyl. Oh, that's awesome. It's ridiculous, and he knows everything about every one of them. That's, he's one of those guys. Now that is cool. Oh, it's, I admire it's that. It's impressive. I admire it's impressive. that. It's impressive. I'll get you guys together. Sweet. So you, I, that, that is something that uh, I do really want to, and I am trying to get into more. Is all right. More of a DJ. Not just like, I do a lot of weddings and stuff, well, but but I really want to get into more. Well, the, the Greg and Dan Show. I don't know if you've afterwards. heard of it, the Greg and Dan Show, but uh, we're, we're kind of popular around central Illinois, right? So I think we could drive Danny, mm-hmm. uh, his business, his DJ business, oh, yeah. as long as we get a cut. Mm-hmm. I will pimp. I will, <laughs> oh. I, will, I, will, I will. I will. I will pimp you out for money. Ten percent. Ten percent each. 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 Okay. Well, let's say. Let's let's say. I don't know what you charge. Don't tell me what you charge. Got it. But let's say you charge five hundred dollars. Okay. Let's say you charge. No. Let's say you charge a hundred. That way we can keep the math easy. A hundred dollars. Well, when we get involved, you will now be two hundred dollars, right? So Dan and I will each take forty. Yeah. 
you will get an extra 20. So now you're super happy. You've just increased your fee by 20 bucks. Yep. Uh, and we get our needed cash influx because we've helped get you the gig, right? I love this idea. Danny, this is that passive income we've been waiting for. Yep. And I think he should show up in a red pacer.